Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to uh, another episode of Fireside Chats with Max Weezy. Um, this is re- being recorded live on Spotify Green Room. And today uh, we're going to be talking about how to build your personal brand. Um, this is a conversation that everyone who wants to, uh, I mean, if you have a, of a small business, if you're a writer, if you're a content creator, if you're a podcaster, um, really doesn't matter what you're trying to do. If you're, I, I would say if there's any type of, if there's any type of entrepreneurial thing uh, or venture that you would like to um, pursue, I, it is very, very, very critical that you um, understand who you are as a, uh, as a brand and it can clearly communicate that to, um, your audience and to potential sponsors and folks that want to, you know, potentially do business with you. So that is why I brought on the best of the best today here on Spotify green room, my friends, Gigi and chase, um, Gigi Robinson and chase Coleman. Um, folks that are listening to this, listening to this live on Spotify green room, probably, um, are familiar with Gigi and chase, but I will, um, do an intro of both of them for, um, listening to this later might not, uh, uh, be familiar. So I'll go Gigi first. Uh, Gigi Robinson is a Gen, Gen Z thought leader at the intersection of social media, mental health and body image. Gigi creates photos and videos that focus on strategies that create more inclusive campaigns that put integrity and diversity at the forefront. Welcome to the show, Gigi. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And fun fact, everybody, Max introduced me to Green Room when it was actually called Locker Room and was one of the nicest, kindest people, um, gave me the warmest welcome. So thank you for just being like a a friend over the, the past year. But yeah, you're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. It was a pleasure. Um, I got to give, um, I, I appreciate my guy Chase Coleman as well for, for popping in, um, especially for him being on the West Coast. This is super early for him. Uh, so Chase Coleman, I really appreciate you being here, brother. Um, Chase is a millennial content creator focused on creating comedic content for corporate millennials. Chase has found many intersections within corporate millennials and makes hilarious videos playing on corporate social norms, millennial struggles and professional development. You can find Chase on TikTok where I think you have like almost 27,000 followers Chase at the millennial way. He posts his content and uh, does live professional development broadcasts where he consults fans and followers live on any professional development questions and concerns they have. I literally cannot think of two better people for this conversation. Um, Chase, thank you for, for popping up today. I know it's Max. Thanks for having me, man. Always happy to wake up um, a little early to come join um, a Max Weezy show or tune into a Max Weezy show. So I'm just really excited to be here um, talking with you and Gigi this morning. Absolutely. Well, let's let's jump right in. Um, one of the things that I think both of you do really are really, really talented at is just like we you we can tune into your content. Um, listen to a GG show, look, look through your Instagram, watch Chase on TikTok and know exactly who you guys are and what content you, you bring to the table. Um, 
so Gigi, I'll, I'll pose this question to you first. How exactly did you define who you are and what you bring to the table in, 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 in to where it's clear and anybody like watching or listening or whatever can know exactly uh, who you are? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different factors that I think go into it. Obviously, I'm just going to say it like business and branding and especially internet personalities evolve over time. And, you know, like anything, you grow in a career, you grow into a career, you grow into yourself a little bit more. And I mean, I'm 23 years old. So the content I was producing a year ago, two years ago, four years ago, like six, six, seven years ago when I started is so different than what it is now. So um, just like allowing yourself to try different things and see what works, see what doesn't work, and also see how it makes you feel. Um, I talk a lot about what's called social media literacy, which is the way that we comprehend and react to the technology evolving around us that we interact with. So, you know, how are you responding to the likes you're getting, or the comments you're getting, or how is your audience um, accepting that? And when you try all of those different things out, you're kind of able to see one, what works with the audience you've built. And two, you're able to also implement new things and see like, oh, are they going to like this? Is this a, is this something that's going to grow for me? Or is this just something that, um, you know, I'm doing for me and not for my audience and I'm okay if it doesn't perform as well. So those are all things I think about when it comes to branding. And again, it's evolved over time. Uh, three years ago, I was not talking about body image or chronic illness or mental health online. I was talking about my favorite skincare and fashion brands. So, you know, things change. Um, it's not that I don't want to continue talking about them. It's more the fact that I believe, um, that I have a better relationship with social media when I'm talking about things that build community rather than things that are kind of just like, like obsolete. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that obviously was a, a strategic choice. Um, but like you said, it, it fits along with things that you actually care about. So I don't think, you know, brand building to me, is not really about, um, about creating like a fake version of yourself or anything like that, you can build a brand based upon who you are. I think the hard part is just, um, you know, building it clearly and sticking with it and presenting it in a way that's consistent for, for your audience. Um, Chase, how did, how did you, I, I never asked you this, but I'm, I am super curious about how you decided to, um, you know, start creating content on TikTok based on, um, you know, working in, in corporate America. Um, and you know, how, what, what, what was the point when you were like, okay, this is really working. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's actually pretty funny. I mean, similar to Gigi, I've been a content creator for shoot six years now, um, where I've been podcasting for a while and, um, talking about like professional development, um, you know, corporate social norms, like pretty much similar things that I'm, I'm posting on today. And, um, during COVID, I was actually talking to one of my roommates and I was telling him like, man, I really want to grow my podcast. And I'm really thinking about going on TikTok because it seems like it's a way that people or content creators have been able to connect with and engage with their, um, their followers and like other fans and be able to grow. So, um, 
you know, Gigi was saying earlier, like you go out there and you test different things, different types of content. Um, I was doing serious content. I was doing comedic content. Um, I was just trying out like motivational content. And then you kind of learn through the numbers, like which videos or which like content kind of sticks with the niche that you're looking for and that you're trying to get involved with. And um, once you kind of figure out like what your niche responds to best, then you go full force at it. And um, it's not necessarily like you were saying, creating a fake version of yourself. It's just really taking all those things that you're you're interested in and that you're passionate about and really focusing on those one or two things that you really want to focus on. For me, I found that corporate satire was easily the most relatable thing for all of my fans and followers. And, you know, frankly, it also makes me super happy and also makes me laugh myself. So I found it being the perfect mix of creating content that I enjoy, creating content that I find that my fans and followers enjoy. And then it also in turn leads into like the, um, I go live on TikTok every week to talk to my fans and followers about some of the stuff that we're talking about. I'll beat anxiety within um, the corporate world or whether we're talking about imposter syndrome and how to beat things like that. So it's actually come full circle for me where it's like, not only am I able to talk about my own struggles and my own issues that I have going through corporate America, especially working for a top tech company, but I also get to share those with other people who are very similar to me and building a community around, you know, I don't want to say myself, but around the millennial way brand to the point where now a lot of other corporate um, millennials, corporate Gen Zers, corporate even baby boomers are coming in and they're able to share their thoughts and talk about just different norms that go on and what we'd like to see changed and what we kind of laugh about and things that we think will never change. And will you, I mean, a, a big part of that, I think I'll say this, the hardest part I think for me um, in building my brand, cause I, I think um, I have a lot of growth and work to do in, in that aspect um, personally. But I think the hardest part that I found is um, clearly defining the audience and then speaking to them consistently um, and not, I mean, you can be interested in other things, but like, at least in terms of like building a brand, you know, people say like, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's best to make sure that your content speaks to, you know, the audience you've, you've built. Um, and, and we, we, you know, find other interests at times and, and go off track and that's fine. But um how do you stay consistent in that? Uh, I'll, I'll go to Gigi. How do you, how do you, how do you, um, I guess, plan your, your content or your, or your day in terms of, and, and when you're trying to figure out, all right, what am I going to, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to, what am I going to do today? How do you make sure that you're consistently centering, um, centering around and, and speaking to your audience? Yeah. I mean, there's for sure a lot I could say on this. I honestly am the kind of gal that uh, thinks of things on the fly and I'm like, uh, okay, you've thought of this, either write it down or execute it now. And by execute, I just mean like shoot the content, write the content, draw the content, like do something that reminds you what you were thinking of in that moment to create it. And um, I think like having those content brainstorm like Google Docs or notes page or uh, Microsoft Word, whatever you use for taking notes or a notebook, like with content ideas is super, super important. But I also think it's so easy and so many people don't 
take advantage of this. Uh, and what I'm saying is a, what I'm about to say is kind of like the omni-channel approach. Like everyone was like, oh, omni-channel's dead. You know, don't post your content on other platforms. And I really, really disagree with that because I think you're just like basically shutting your doors to an entire network. Like I started posting on LinkedIn maybe six, seven months ago, really consistently. And I've generated a bunch of leads through there, right? And like, I wouldn't know that if I didn't just try. From LinkedIn, I sometimes will take those video or I will take video ideas from it, basically using what I've written as a script for a video and pull out the top like punchiest things and make a video that's under like 20 seconds. And then I can also go and post that on TikTok, Reels, YouTube, Shorts, Snapchat, Spotlight. And then on top of that, I can also take the copy I wrote and grab a photo and post that up on Instagram as well. So there are some really quick and easy ideas to kind of um, take an idea that you have and create a bunch of different kinds of content with it. Um, obviously I know that takes a lot of time and again, like it's really hard sometimes to sit down and do that. I would say that probably would take two to three hours to shoot the content, edit the content, repurpose it for each platform. And because each platform is also like super like, like different. So you have to figure out what cadence you want to use in the videos or using that tick classic like TikTok font with the white white and black font with the outline um are you using the voice to text are you doing a voice over are you going to make it like with two different audios seeing which one performs better on which platform so again there's a lot that you can do and i also think to stay on top of these things it like having a whiteboard having again like a notebook a notes page is going to be your secret weapon especially when you have an idea and one day you're just like hmm i don't have any and then you're like oh wait actually i have a hundred it's in my notebook let me stop complaining and actually get some shit done and i also will say i am the kind of person um when it comes to to branding and like finding yourself on social media like i can talk to you and turn anyone into a brand really and help you find like your core uh demographics and all of that stuff but really you have to be willing to accept it and take action and i think that's also a big thing that a lot of people who want to build a brand or start building a brand um and maybe they feel like they're stuck and they're not generating leads or they're not successful like part of that is because they're not taking the action to get it done and instead they're complaining so those are things that i just believe in coming for my neck man <laughs> I told me i need to start taking action oh my gosh yeah let's do it this is, <laughs> this is getting this is getting intense um um no i feel that i feel that for sure so like in, in terms of essentials like bare bones like Chase, what are what are some of the like absolute must-have, like like as simple as you can possibly break it down, like for for a good personal for a good personal brand, like what like what is what are the absolute essentials? Yeah, um, man, I mean, breaking this down into a very like a very short way to say it, I mean the essentials. Gigi's Gigi said it herself. I mean. One, knowing your audience is absolutely essential. Um, knowing how, how you think they're going to react to specific types of content. Um, knowing 
what they want to see at the end of the day. Like for me, it's like knowing the struggles that they're going through, um, you know, knowing the timing of the year, it's the holidays. Um, a lot of people are taking PTO. Maybe I'll make a video that plays on the fact of like people like myself who don't take PTO during the holidays to save up on their PTO. Um, and then in turn doing a video on the opposite side where people only take their PTO during the holidays, um, really focusing on who your audience is, what they're going to enjoy seeing, um, I would say understanding the timing of the year too is very important for content, um, especially within the corporate space, but I would say actually within pretty much like any space on social media, um, being like super up to date on just like relevant things that are going on um, during that time period um, is super, super important. But I would say, damn, like the two most essential things I would say is knowing your audience and also not being afraid to test things. Um, there are times where I have many, many different ideas. Um, I do some of my best thinking in the shower, um, and I have a notebook that sits right next to my shower and I'll come up with an idea. I'll write it down and then I'll just go down. I'll actually, you know, get done showering and then I'll, I'll go film the content and I'll like figure out a day and a time to post it. And, um, I'll just test it out to see how it works. And, and if it doesn't work, um, if my followers respond to it, if it did well in the TikTok or the Instagram reels algorithm, um, the shares, the comments, um, being really engaged with my community and understanding like what they enjoy and what they don't enjoy seeing um, and making sure that I'm serving up the content that they want to see, but also maybe content that they didn't necessarily know they wanted to see and um, making sure to help them in any way, shape or form, whether it's comedic or um, some type of professional development like tip or um, advice that I might have for them. So to break it down just in a very simple ter simple terms, I would say like those two things, just knowing your audience and not and being courageous, like not being afraid to test different things and testing different content would be the two essentials for me. And that's actually how I've grown because there have been videos that I thought would never do well <clears throat> that I ended up putting out there that ended up getting, call it 2 million views. And there's been videos where I thought they'd get 2 million views and they only get 5,000. Um, so content and building content is definitely a tricky game sometimes. Um, it's a grind for sure, but being able to to know your audience, to be courageous, to put yourself out there, and then also continuing to have that same energy and passion that you had when you first started, I think is very key too, because I, I talked to a healthy amount of content creators just on TikTok. And one thing a lot of us talk about too is just burnout because um, we do think a lot on the fly. Um, a lot of us don't necessarily spend out too much time planning out our content and um, it can get tiring at times. So you need to be nice to yourself too. And you just need to be able to maintain that, that grind of building content and maintaining your community online too. Gigi, do you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say something about like not being afraid to fail, fail fast and also learn fast. Like don't be afraid, like Chase is saying, to post a video that might not do well. It might not do well now, but residually in the long run, like I, I mean, like it might like really perform well. I made a video um, in 2020 about pimple patches and it literally exploded. Um, I made a video of a face mask. It got like in a mini fridge. It got literally like over 4 million views. And with that, it was like, I do you know how many like videos of face masks I posted before that one went viral? Like, you know, like it just, it really just depends on the moment. Um, and I also think like, again, like when you're changing, like when I started changing my storytelling, I went away from skincare and it, I went from showcasing like 
whatever kind of face mask or skincare it was to talking about how doing skincare helps my mental health and it helps me in my daily routine um, to stay committed to bettering myself. And in bettering myself, I'm able to boost my confidence and in boosting my confidence, I'm better to have better relationships with people. So those are just some quick and easy things to talk. Absolutely. And um, Gigi, can you um, also speak on uh, resources uh, potentially that are that might be out there to help a person um, build their brand, whether it's um, you know free or, or or maybe cost some money. Like, what what are some things that people can utilize to to help them out? Yeah, I mean, I think it's very very subjective, and it's however much you want to put into it. Uh, you know, emotionally, financially, visually. Um, I know a lot of TikTok creators that don't even have a website. Like, all they have is like a link in bio of a link tree that has their affiliate links on it or has their most viral video or their YouTube channel or whatever it is. But a lot of creators don't even have websites. And I think that's like their biggest mistake. Um, if creators want to start getting booked for, you know, more speaking events, like what are you like an expert on, you know, um, creators know how to create viral videos or whatever niche it is. You can get booked to speak at universities at businesses at um, large corporations like you never know who's really looking so my first thing is I'm gonna say get a website um, you can go on Squarespace plug-and-play super easy not my favorite uh, but if it's really quick and easy I think also Wix is free maybe WordPress is free I use Squarespace though um, and also any of the products that I'm talking about like completely not sponsored I promise I just love them um, and and that's like kind of the cadence that I have across my platforms um, but I would also say that like investing in a designer would be good. Um, again, that helps solidify your brand a little bit more, um, comes up with like you. And the reason why I say this is because when you sit down with a designer, whether it be a web designer or a graphic designer to design like a logo for you, they're going to ask you questions like, what are your values? What kinds of content do you create? Um, and under those verticals, if you're doing, you know, talking about mental health, you want your brand to probably be um, somewhere in, I guess, like in terms of colors, like you want it to be a sophisticated color that's also impactful, but also calming and inviting. So like what colors do you think of when you think of those words? And I know it kind of sounds kind of kooky, but stay with me here in graphic design a lot of typography, a lot of color represents personality, right? Like we think of Coca-Cola, um, like what do you think of? You think of like vintage, you think of timeless, you think of, I mean, yes, you, you're thinking of soda, but I'm talking about the logo itself. So, um, and red, red's one of the most like attractive colors in brands, um, in branding, it catches your attention, right? Ogilvy, top marketing agency in the world um, in advertising. So I think that's just an idea um, to think about. And again, that ranges anywhere between, you know, $150 for a logo design package to a couple grand, right? You just have to go and research it. And that's, that's uh, another thing. And then, uh, yeah, just, just starting and maybe even grabbing like a Google Doc and grabbing links of your content and being like, okay, under mental health, here's what I do. Under chronic illness, here's all the links to that. Under body image, here's all the links to that. Under brand partnerships, 
here's all the links to that and here's how each of them falls into each uh, like content pillar or bucket so those are some um i think basic branding tips that i would um chase did you, did you want to chime in yeah no i think those are all great like resources that Gigi brings up i would say one thing that um really helped me as i was getting started with building content was just leaning on my friends like they're a free resource. Um, they're people who will support you. Uh, like I, I reached out to my family when I first started getting started with this and they did not understand it at all. Like my younger brother and my sister did, but my parents didn't. So, um, I just think when it comes down to creating your personal brand and doing something on your own, like while it is courageous to start an entrepreneurial uh, business at the end of the day, because that is what you're doing. Um, you're doing this to make money. Um, make sure that you have a good support system around you because you want people who are going to be in your corner and support you. Um, you're going to want people who are also not afraid to give you feedback. Um, some of my best friends, I, I used to send like some TikTok videos to them before I post it and they'd tell me, yes, post it. They'd tell me, no, that's awful. Chase, what are you thinking? And then I'd have other friends who would say, I'm not a big fan of it, but fuck it, post it. You just never know how it's going to do. Um, so outside of all the things that Gigi mentioned, because branding is super important, um, having your brand, um, having a logo, having a very clear, like tagline or mission statement, um, kind of showing who you, who you are and who you stand for. And then like Gigi also said, like a website is, is very vital. Um, that's how I've gotten some of my brand deals. That's how I've gotten booked for, uh, speaking, um, engagements around colleges and universities and, Honestly, like it's been the best thing for me. While it may not be the highest traffic, um, it definitely turns over the most amount of like conversion in terms of in terms of making people go from fans and followers to now paying customers. Um, so those are my two things. I mean, definitely have a website, have your branding on there. Um, your brand can always change too. It it will always change and evolve, especially as times change. But um, the other thing I would I would say is most definitely important is having a good support system around you, whether it's a group of fr friends, whether it's your family, whether it's a couple roommates, um, whether it's a partner or something like that. But you always want people who are going to support you because the content creator space can also get pretty lonely um, at times as you feel like you're competing against everybody. So those are those would be the, just the two things that I would say or add on. For sure. Um, and I think those are you got you both mentioned some great resources and some great points um, on, on that. And kind of going back to some of the um essentials in, in brand building i i think one of the things that um like the some of the best people some of the best creators do um that that kind of excel at branding is being very strategic about the choices that they make um you know clothes they wear um hairstyles what they post, who they choose to, who they choose to, um, uh, who they choose as sponsors. Um, Gigi, you and I spoke about this, like, even down to your, your name, can you like, do you mind sharing about like why you chose Gigi? Cause it's not <laughs> like your, your government. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
Um, hello, party people. Obviously, uh, my name is Gigi Robinson. That's how you all know me. But uh, my I guess my real name is Gabrielle Robinson. Um, I one Gabrielle is like a very long name, um, especially in social media. And I couldn't I was too late to the game to get just the handle Gabrielle. That would be a different thing. Um, but you know, Gigi's been a nickname that I've had my whole life. And, um, I just thought, you know what, like, let me just go for it. Let me like, I think Gigi is very brandable and Gigi super easy. It's rememberable is rememberable a word. Anyway, um, I digress. <laughs> and I just think overall that like it was a decision that I made that I was like, okay, if I am going to go by Gigi, I'm going all in and I'm going to put it across all my platforms. And I was able to get that same handle across platforms. So uh, when it was Gabrielle Robinson, there were so many different versions of it. Um, and I like couldn't get the handles to match. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to change it. I did that. Obviously, again, having like being very searchable is very easy so if you go and search my name on google like all of my social media accounts come up first after my website um and in that everything in press comes after that so um again searchability is super super important it's basic seo um and second to that i i just wanted to do that because yeah yeah actually that's all i have to say on that <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean it is not a bad thing at all like i i think it's I think it it was like fascinating when you told me that story because it's it's like like you're all in right <laughs> like yeah. even down down to your name it's like these are the choices that you know it's and that's that's what branding is like making strategic choices to you know make things easier to read or more ser- searchable and that's not changing who you are like you said it's a, it's right. a nickname like it's not like you like just picked a new, new name out of thin air and even if you did. You know, a lot of people do that too. Like a lot of people don't feel comfortable using their their real name. Yeah, it's um, also like a stage name. Like, are we kidding? Celebrities and actors and models do this anyway. And I'm not saying that like any everyone who has a social media account has to do this. But if you are doing it for work, I think it also can help you distinguish and separate those parts of your life. Like, social media is my job. Gigi's the personality when she comes out, when she's in her videos, when you know, when I'm you know doing all this content or acting or hosting or whatever but when you have me on as a panel obviously it's like a little bit detached because you're not getting this like super super on person all the time you're getting like a real person that has conversations that has a life like this is just how i protect that that private side of things and i think that's the biggest thing that a lot of social media people like and so we can and and on that note like in term like what are i mean you you kind of went into some of the twists that you've made but like do you find that um it is important for for people to or our creators i should say um to be consistent in terms of uh like their 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 look or even um you know who like the things that obviously the things that you talk about should be consistent we've already established that but like uh the sponsors that you've chosen to to work with like how important is it to to be consistent with with all that um i think it i mean yeah consistency is key whether you're a creator whether it's in a business um whether it's in maintaining a relationship right like 
everything's about consistency and effort. And again, you can do two things about it, in my opinion. Like I said earlier, it's either you evolve or you complain. So um, I think when it comes to the brands that I work with, you know, there's been times where I haven't gotten a lot of deals and I have to say, okay, Gigi, do I want to take a deal that maybe isn't 100% aligned? um because it's just money and i need money right now which like you know that's happened a couple times in the past um but now i'm at a point where i really hold my integrity uh at the core of my brand and my personal values so i don't take deals like that anymore and i wait for the deals that i genuinely think align with my brand and the reason i do that it's not personal it's also based on my audience if i go out and i start working with a brand randomly that i've never worked with before my audience is going to be like wait what like this makes absolutely no sense like you don't talk about this brand like i don't trust you you know um so that's how i kind of approach the philosophy of working with brands and I mean, I love all the brands I work with. Again, I work with them for a reason. So, Chase, can you um, speak on that as well in terms of how you've chosen uh, people to work with or, or even maybe outside of TikTok? Um, if, if you like your presence on other platforms, how you've aligned that with you? Yeah, most definitely. Um... I think Gigi hit the nail right on the head. It really comes down to trust with the audience. Um, when I, when brands approach me or when I'm talking to a brand, whether it's, you know, through DMs or email, um, the one thing that I'm always doing research on is like what this brand stands for, um, what social content they've already put out there and, um, who they're reaching already. Um, knowing that they want to tap into my fan base or my followers and, um, at the end of the day, if I look at a brand and I don't think that it makes sense for any of my following, <clears throat> then I have to tell them that we have to move on from each other and we're not going to work together because like Gigi said, like the last thing that I want is for my fans and followers to disengage with me or not think that I'm trustworthy or that I'm just trying to go get a couple extra hundred dollars or a couple extra thousand dollars from a brand just to post a video about it. And, um, I do like doing good work for brands. Um, a lot of them come with affiliate links as well. And, you know, outside of just getting paid for the content, like I want to be able to drive traffic to their brand. Um, I try to be a good partner in that. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like Gigi said too, like there are times where I've taken a deal because frankly, like the money was either too good to turn down or I just needed another paycheck just for, you know, a variety of things. But um, outside of that, I mean, with where my brand is at now over the last, I'd say, like four or five months, um, we're definitely a lot more choosy with what brands I'm working with. And I've even like talked to some of the agencies that I've worked with in the past and said, like, hey, please never send me a brand that's like, you know, this one before. Or please don't send me any brands similar to this because our brands don't align. It doesn't make sense. And frankly, like my fans and following are not going to to enjoy that type of stuff. Um, and the other thing too, is always making sure that I'm not working with too many brands at one time. Um, there was a month where I was working with like four different brands at once. And you start to learn that like your timeline and your feed becomes a lot of just sponsored posts. And that's not what your fans and following is, is following you for at the end of the day. Um, they kind of like your free content, um, or the things that you serve up that you need that, um, are to be paid, paid for. And, um, you don't want to like flood your your timeline with just a bunch of sponsored posts because all of a sudden they're going to just 
all of your fans and following are going to lose trust in you and start thinking that you're just some paid out influencer that doesn't really care about your content anymore because all you care about is is the money and that's that's not the the aura or the emotion that you want to kind of portray through your through your branding at all yeah i totally agree with that there's one thing though that like i think is starting to be a little more like acknowledged within the influencer industry which is the fact that like it is a legit career and like brand partnerships are a huge source of income for creators um, and influencers or freelancers, whatever you want to call it, that we're freelancers. We work on 1099s. We don't work on W2s. Um, we're contractors. So I think that it's just really important to acknowledge that and also maybe like set the industry standard straight, right? Like the more creators go on panels and talk about those pay discrepancies and also working with brands. Like, I think that's important. I'm not saying like, go crazy like you like you're saying and take on 15 brand deals a month i'm saying like let's as audiences kind of recognize that like sometimes people do what they gotta do um to to get a good brand deal and also i think it's about respect from the brands too right like can brands start respecting creators and paying them fair enough wages for their content so that they don't need to take on a crazy amount of brand deals just to make ends meet so that's just another thing. No, I, I love that, Gigi. One thing that um that I've learned is that like the Twitch community, so people who have been watching like Twitch streams actually don't mind advertisements at all because they realize that that's how their tw- Twitch creators are getting paid and it allows them to watch free streams. Um, so I hope and, and I think that the industry will start changing this way, like you were saying, to the point where now like, you know, as a consumer, as a user, as somebody who follows other influencers, like I won't mind seeing those branded posts, knowing that that's how my creator is getting paid. And it allows me to still see, you know, the quote unquote free content that they're serving up on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, Twitter, etc. If folks have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat or, or request to speak. We are live on Spotify Green Room. So um, that's the beauty of, of being here. You can interact and ask questions. I, I don't have any um, further questions for you guys, and I definitely don't want to take up uh, more of y'all's busy schedules than needed. But if there's anything that you guys want to shout out that I didn't ask you, feel free to. I just have one thing, man. I would just say anybody that's like looking to build a, per- a personal brand, um, anybody who wants to start anything, like just freaking go for it at the end of the day. Um, it's 2022. We've been going through a damn pandemic for three years. Like just go ahead and, and, and take the handcuffs off and try it. Um, the worst, the absolute worst thing that happens is that you fail and that you learned a bunch of new things, a bunch of new skills. And um, you're able to apply that either into a corporate job, into your regular day job um, or into another endeavor that you want to do. But put that fear away and just go for it. Um, if I didn't, I wouldn't be at, you know, almost 40,000 followers across all of my platforms. And, um, it's just been a lot of fun. So if anyone who's listening to this has ever wanted to do something on social media content, or just like creating your own personal brand, I say, go for it. Um, don't be afraid to reach out to any influencers. I mean, if you shoot out 10 messages, I, I can almost guarantee at least one of them will get back to you. Um, including myself. So, um, yeah, I would just say that go for it and don't be afraid to put yourself out there because it can end up doing a lot of great things for you and it could actually end up making you a, a healthy amount of money. 
Hell yeah. I could not agree with that more. I think, um, you know, it's just go for it. You again, fail fast. Um, if you fail fast, you can find the problem points. If you can find the problem points, there's a solution. If you want to complain about the problem, you can do that. Or you can, again, go for the solution and um, help yourself get off the ground running. I also think being um, aware of the world that we're in and also being giving yourself the grace to like experience that failure and also experience social media as it is and like have your feelings and remember they're valid regardless of um you know the the shit we consume daily which is just like a lot like you have to remember that we are not like inherently supposed to be watched or um even delivering content to hundreds of thousands of people right like I don't know, like back in the day, like before technology like this even existed, we weren't able to like broadcast um, in in front of this many people. So if you're having a hard time with it, give yourself um, that reminder that other people are going through it too and you're not alone here. Um, and yeah, like Chase said, reach out whenever you can. I actually just wrote a LinkedIn post about cold emailing and everything. Um, so if you want to go engage with that, go do that. It's shameless promo. Um, and that's all I got for you. And any questions, like Max said. I do appreciate you both, Gigi and Chase, for coming uh, today. It's been a really good conversation. I think a lot of you made, you guys both made a lot of good points and a lot of uh, think, a lot of good takeaways um, today. And I, I think like the biggest thing if if anything that uh folks could could get from this conversation um like gg mentioned before i think taking action is a huge part of it but also you guys stressed um you know having to make tough choices and um and make and ultimately make like clear choices about um the type of work you're doing and and who you work with and i think uh you know that having that clarity but also being willing to to go forward um maybe be willing to go outside of your comfort zone um in order to you know build resources um or get help in terms of um you know creating your image or, or whatever it may be i i think is the, the biggest some of the biggest keys and so um i again uh, gg chase i appreciate both of you for coming on um, it's, it's been a great conversation. Gigi, let everyone know uh, where they can follow you and then Chase. Oh, thanks. Um, you all can follow me uh, at it's Gigi Robinson everywhere. So uh, just like the at symbol and then the word it's and then my name, Gigi Robinson. Um, or you could just Google my name, whatever really floats your boat works for me. I will definitely be going to follow Gigi here in just a second. But for me, you could find me on TikTok at the Millennial Way um, or on Instagram at underscore Millennial Way. Still working to get that um, Instagram handle from a non-existent Instagram user. So, um, yeah, would love to see you guys um, slide in my DMs. Um, I'm always happy to talk to anybody, um, whether it's on TikTok, Instagram. Um, I am on Twitter, too, but my Twitter is a little bit less... Uh, branded and more just personal me so anyways um shoot me a note um shoot me a dm would love to chat with anybody and anybody that's looking to get their career going off in content creation um super happy to help in any way shape or form and thanks for this max it was a lot of fun getting to talk to you and gg yeah. this morning 
Thanks, Max. As always, you're the bomb. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Let's rock me at the barbershop. Stay tuned. All right, y'all, that's it for this episode of The Barbershop. Keep showing us love. We appreciate it. Go ahead and rate and review this podcast and also share on social media and tell your friends about us. And if you're feeling generous, there's a link in the description to become a monthly subscriber. You can do it for as little as 99 cents and you can support this podcast and help us to grow and to glow. We appreciate all the love. We'll see you next time here at The Barbershop. Stay tuned.